1: What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily, the podcast that is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, the place where we keep you up to date on everything that's happening in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts who is tired because I was up late last night being a fan of hip hop, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host who's also
0: tired from staying up late and catching probably maybe the greatest album
1: of this year so far. I'm A-Dub. Alright, it's Friday. It's the weekend. The weekend's off to a great start. We got some things to talk about. So Metro Boomin is defending Young Thug and Gunna amid their Rico case. He says that YSL is not a gang whatsoever. We'll get into what Metro Boomin had to say. We also have to talk about Travis Scott because he's being sued for yet another wrongful death. This time it's an Astro World attendee who suffered from a miscarriage due to what went down at the festival unfortunately then of course you know we have to talk about what everybody has been talking about for the last seven hours and 46 minutes <laughs> the new Kendrick LaVar album Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers and what we thought about it off of first listen before we get into all of that though please subscribe to the podcast please hit that button on whichever app you're on it'll either say subscribe or it'll say follow whichever one click on it and thank you for your support all right now let's jump in All right, let's get things started with Metro Boomin, because he went on a Twitter rant last night, and he is upset about Young Thug and Gunna being behind bars right now. He's upset about this entire Rico case he doesn't think it's fair, and he took to social media to voice his feelings on it.
0: Yeah, so he started off by saying that YSL is not a gang and never been a gang. He goes to say YSL is a registered LLC and has provided countless jobs and opportunities for underprivileged Black people and really just all people because that's how big Thug card is.
1: He also said, I've seen first-handed thousands of Black people and their families' lives change for the better over the past 10 years. Now hashtag they are trying to cut the head off the snake because hashtag they see how much bigger it gets every year. They get terrified every time an iconic black leader emerges with so much influence, respect, power, and appeal, so they throw some BS charges together to lock him up and slow the movement down. Look at American history. It's been a pattern for 100 plus years. He then went on to conclude his rant by calling out those that were criticizing his thoughts from behind their keyboard. He said he accused these people of being trolls and being worse than the D.A., he said, these brothers need love, support, and prayer right now, not jokes, criticism, or opinions. Now, as we know, Young Thug and Gunna will remain behind bars at Fulton County Jail for the time being, as they were both denied bond on Wednesday, May 11th. So thoughts on what Metro Boomin had to say? Because people, the, the internet had a lot of thoughts. But what do we think? I ain't into much gang-related
0: activity. So for him to just come off and be like, YSL is not a gang, it's a uh, registered LLC, I believe that, but I did think that maybe down in Atlanta or whatever, I thought YSL was some some type of gang affiliation because there's so many other people who claim they're in YSL. So is it a gang? Is it just um, a label type thing, a music type thing? I don't know that too much, but I think Metro Boomer to come out and say something. It kind of helped. Because he did kind of hit on points of, like, you know, the terrified every time an iconic Black leader emerges. Young Thug was doing a lot. Gunna was also doing a lot for the community in Atlanta. So I see where he's coming from, but I don't, I don't know the whole gang part. But I get his thoughts on what he said.
1: But what what you think? These are some of Metro Boomin's biggest collaborators, Gunna and Young Thug. So mm-hmm. such a huge part of his career, these guys are. I'm sure they're friends in real life, and I'm sure – I knew he was going to come to bat for them. So that comes as no surprise. Him uh, 100% going to bat for them comes as no surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think there is some sort of dichotomy with YSL? Yes, I believe it's both of those things. I believe it's a, a record label. I believe it's a reputable organization. Well, I believe it's a. I believe it is a legitimate record label and that it's signing artists, it's putting on hundreds of black people, it's putting money in people's pockets, it's feeding families, it's all of that. And then you happen to have people who are affiliated with that that are that may be engaging in some less than legal activities, you feel me? So I, do I believe that there are people in YSL committing crimes? Yes. Do I believe that YSL itself is a criminal organization? No, not necessarily. Like, is <laughs> any organization can have people in it that are doing crime, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make it a criminal organization. What makes it a criminal organization is it's there for the purpose of doing crime. And I don't think YSL is there for the purpose of doing crime. Do I, do I do think people in it are committing are potentially and allegedly committing crimes though? Yeah, I believe that. Do I expect Metro to acknowledge that? No, because of all of the reasons that he said, like they're putting this money in people's pockets. They're leaders in the community. They're developing the community, literally, like buying acres of land, owning restaurants, doing all of these different things. They're feeding children. They're doing all of this for their community. So, of course, people that are of that community are going to stand by them. That's just naturally what's going to happen if you're from, from a public school, if you go to public school in Atlanta, if you go to the school where Gunna has his um, free grocery store where he feeds 400 kids a week, yeah, you're going to defend Gunna when when he gets charged with something like this. So, I mean, it's, it's expected. I saw a lot of people that had a lot of criticism for Metro Online. I thought it was a little bit unfair. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, he's speaking on Young Thug, like he Martin Luther King, or uh, he like he's a part of the Black Panther Party. And it's just like, Nah, man, like the, these people that are actually um, live in that area and have directly been affected by what these guys have done in music, in the community, in their state and city, they're going to feel a level of passion about this that the rest of us may not feel like, yeah, we all like Young Thugs music, but we might not have been directly Uh, impacted and affected like their lives have been positively impacted and affected by Young Thug and Gunna so yeah they're gonna have a different level of defending them so you know I didn't hate I didn't hate on Metro for doing that like a lot of people did do I think it will have any type of impact on this case or how these proceedings go probably not but I, I think he just was coming out and supporting his friends and people he thinks make a positive impact in the community. Yeah,
0: that's what I think so too. Um, Metro works with him a lot, like you said. So it's only a matter of time before he said something of this caliber. So I didn't have no problem with it, but I don't know why people would. That's kind of interesting, but I think it was fine.
1: All right, well, somebody that might need somebody to come to his defense is Travis Scott. He and Live Nation are being sued for wrongful death after an World attendee suffered a miscarriage uh, from everything that happened at the festival. Now, As we know, Travis Scott just kind of poked his head back out. He finally put out some music. He's been popping up in people's videos. You know, he's been doing events here and there and just coming out and showing himself a little bit. He hasn't had like his foot completely on the pedal, but he's been resurfacing a little bit. And now um, this new claim has come out. And this defendant named Shanasia Williamson, uh, she claimed that she suffered injuries at the Deadly Festival in November that killed 10 people. And the injuries that she suffered resulted, in, according to her, in the death of her child.
0: Yes. Yeah, so in the lawsuit, which is obtained by TMZ, it says that um, she alleges that Travis Scott and Live Nations Quote, failure to plan, design, manage, operate, staff, and supervise the event was a direct and proximate cause of Shinesia's injuries and death of her and her partner's unborn child. And um, she filed this lawsuit shortly after the November 5th festival, claiming she had injuries to her shoulder, back, chest, and leg while being trampled by the crowd surge. And then she goes on to say that um, she then added the wrongful death into the suit about six weeks later before 2021 had ended. Um, And it says it's unclear how far she was into her pregnancy, but Texas law states that it doesn't matter what trimester of pregnancy she's in, they can still successfully sue for a wrongful death. So that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. And you also have Scoremore Holdings, ASM Global, Harrison & Co. Sports & Convention, to They're all named in this lawsuit alongside Travis Scott and Live Nation. So she's suing everybody. And first of all, super sad, like, condolences to her and her partner for losing their baby. That's a horrible experience for anybody to go through, regardless of the circumstances. That's one. Two, from the injuries that she described, she says she was trampled by the crowd. Um, she says she had injuries to her shoulder, her chest back so we're to believe if we're to believe her her back was stepped on if you're face down on the ground and someone's stepping on your back that I can I can believe that that affects your stomach as well and if you're pregnant with a child I can see how that can have a direct effect on that so might have a very strong case here she might have a strong case I think they'll probably try to settle this one with her if they're smart anyway yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's sad though, man. That's sad yeah. to just be going to a concert, pulling up to hear some music, and you wind up number one getting trampled yourself, but two losing your baby down the line after it happens. Yeah, whew, can't imagine. Cannot imagine. Uh, I I hope they get a, they get a bag from this. I mean, obviously, it's not gonna help the baby that was lost but hopefully they at least get something for this for their pain and suffering
0: mm-hmm, definitely
1: all right now let's try transition into a, a, a little bit of a better note so last night was the night I was on my phone screen at eleven fifty nine, ready to hit that refresh button on the streaming apps when Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers dropped Kendrick Lamar's brand new album first of all round of applause just for the anticipation and the excitement that this album created. Like there was just so much surrounding it. Everybody's on the timeline. You know, I love Twitter. Twitter is one of my favorite apps. So everybody's on the timeline waiting for this album to drop. Everybody's tweeting about it before it comes out. And then once it finally drops, it's like everything was nothing but Kendrick tweets with the people I follow. And I follow I follow kind of a lot of people. So I was just like, yo, this was really probably the most anticipated album of 2022, I'm sure. But this album, where, where do we start? What what are some words that you would use to describe this album? Man, to describe this album, I it left me legit speechless. When
0: I was done listening to the whole album, it's like an hour and 13 minutes long. I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, I really just witnessed this. I was reading the lyrics along with the songs. So it left me speechless it, I was like amazed. I was shocked even on some of the lyrics of like what he was talking about, what, how he put things together. It was like,
1: it was like nothing I've ever really, really heard before, especially this year for music. It was really different. What did you think? Kendrick, man. Kendrick, 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 Kendrick. So, mm. some words I would use to describe the album. One, the first one that comes to mind, vulnerable. Mm. Even the way he opened the album. Like, let me know what type of time he was about to be on. I remember that opening line so vividly. I hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime. I feel like, oh, this is Kendrick's therapy album right here. Once I heard the first line of the album, 10 seconds in, I'm like, this is about to be Kendrick. This is about to be a whole therapy session, a reflection section, a a critical thinking session. Like, this is about to be all of that. So, yeah, first word I thought of vulnerable that's what we completely got throughout the whole album transparency we got throughout the whole album what other words would I use to describe it moving for sure I was moved on on pretty much every single song and it's not in one direction it's not all sad it's not all happy it's not all uh one emotion like you're moved in so many different directions throughout listening to the album And I don't know if a a lot of people listening to this this morning or this afternoon, whenever they're listening to it, have heard it yet. But once you hear it, you'll see what we're talking about of just how emotionally moving it is. And I know we're not going into depth about each and every song right now. We're going to do that on Monday's podcast. But, yeah, I would definitely say the album was moving for sure. Let me think any other words I have to describe it. Multifaceted. Like we mm-hmm. said, not just one direction, many different directions. So many subjects he hit on, important subjects, pertinent subjects that we need to discuss as a community. He hit on those. So I would say multifaceted and critical. Such a needed project at a time like this where you're touching on topics of trauma, stress, just speaking about your past and the things that you go through in this lifetime, reflecting on the the toxic mentalities that a lot of us have that we carry throughout the day and just label it as culture or it's so normalized, like touching on that. So many different areas of human life and human psychology that Kendrick touched on. So I would say multifaceted as well. And then I would also say timely. That's probably the last word I would use to describe it. Just completely an album of the times. And I don't mean like, oh, it's trendy. It's what's in right now. I mean, if you listen to this album in any decade ever again from now, you'll know what was going on on May 13th, 2022. Like the album is specifically like a snapshot of this time period and of the way the world is right now. So timely. Yeah, those are my words to describe Kendrick's album. Those are good words.
0: I can tell you graduated college, girl. That was
1: a good... (laughs) I love what you said. The gag is I didn't, though. I went. The gag is I didn't graduate, though. But, you know, that's another story. (laughs) That's for a different podcast. But, yeah, no, like, yeah, I I just, those are the words that kind of stand out to me when I think about my first listen of that album. It was a great length, too. a, A great length. An hour and a couple of minutes, I believe. So he gave us a hearty amount of material, It was actually a double disc like everybody predicted. Yeah, man, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I can't wait to get into the actual songs. Like, get into some of these lyrics that we're talking about when we use these words to describe the album. Get into all of it. Get into our favorite songs, our maybe least favorite. Like, just everything about this project. Yeah, we got to get into more of that on Monday. Yeah, I'm excited
0: for that because let alone from like when you said this album is you know timely and it hits on a couple of like deep topics and what's going on we also got to talk on Monday about the production because he's saying some real stuff in these songs but like the beats and melodics are so good that like I could play this in the car with like my friends like it's it's a deep album but also the beats are so good we're like I'm this is solid I can listen to this like every day like it's not we're like such a deep song that I can't listen to it every single day. Like this album, I could definitely repeat, even though he is talking about some deep topics. So that's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting too. So can't wait to get into production. Like you said, the lyrics, our favorite songs, our worst songs,
1: it's going to be a good time on Monday. I don't think it was a worse song on there. For real, for real. It's going to be tough to come up with. But we are going to have the discussion, all things Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers Monday. We got to give people a little bit of more time to digest it and fully listen to it because not everybody was up like a lunatic at midnight and up until 1 2 and 3 a.m listening to the album like us so we're gonna give everybody else a little more time to hear the album more time for us to listen to it re-digest it pick out some of our favorite lyrics our favorite themes on the project and more and we'll be back at you on monday with it yes that is going to conclude today's episode of dx daily as always subscribe to this podcast on all platforms subscribe to our youtube channel as well and that is hip-hop dx and be sure to follow us
0: on all of our socials, like our Instagram,
1: our Twitter, and our TikTok,
0: which is all hip hop dx.
1: Yep, you can follow us too. I am at Asia Sky on Everything. That's A-S-H-I-A-Asia S-K Y E Sky. And I'm at A Dub on Everything. That's A-Y-E-E-E-D-U-B-B. All right, have a great weekend. Get into this album. Let it seep into your soul, your mind, your spirit, your body. And hit us back on Monday. We'll be right back at you with more daily news. See ya.